1: This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers.
0: Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Thursday show for you, draft day. Uh, we'll dive into all that. Ryan Rossi, the Philadelphia City Cast, will join us. We'll go through the draft, uh, maybe look at some futures for next year, MVP, maybe touch on some NFL. So, looking forward to talking with Ryan. And boy, it's been a crazy, what, 12 hours or so because recording this Thursday morning and went to bed last night was about to go to bed and it was jabari was going to be the first pick and it was jabari chet palo according to Woj. then you know i got a few tweets a couple people that i trust that bet pretty big one guy texted me he goes i have three different sources telling me this palo to orlando i'm like okay yeah i mean i don't i don't distrust the guy but you take that with a grain of salt and then the the line went from jabari being minus 600 right around like Right at the time I got that message to 200, the 300, 200, even money within like 10 minutes. Wake up this morning. Palo is now the favorite minus 200, or at least he was when I woke up. Then, of course, Woj gives out the Woj bomb that it's become increasingly firm, the top three. And the top three is what we thought originally, which was Jabari to Orlando at one, Chet two to Oklahoma City, and then Boncaro three, um, for the Rockets. Is it bonquero or Boncaro? I think I've said both. I think when you say both, you cover yourself. I think it's bonquero though. But So we kind of circled around here, but I think we're back to chalk, where it's Jabari 1, Chet 2, and Bonkero 3, barring any trade-ups, barring any last-minute craziness. Woj is probably not going to tweet that out, unless he feels pretty good about it. Woj very rarely gets stuff wrong. I know he was off on the Harden deal, and he said they weren't talking. Um, I think that was more... You know, Woj has people in his ear. We had Ethan Strauss on a while ago. Woj has people in his ear with, like, agents and stuff, and sometimes he's carrying the water for them and getting a message out that he wants to be gotten out. And, you know, sometimes he does a little bit of the bidding for some of these teams. So when he gets something wrong, I think sometimes it's on purpose. Nobody has better sources than Woj. Him and Shams are, are 1 and 1A, one but when Woj tweets something out as this big and this definitive, I doubt he gets it wrong. So I do think we're getting chalkier one, two, three, which would leave the draft to start with the Kings at 4 Who the hell knows what they're going to do? You know, Ivy, Keegan Murray, you know, Ivy's a hell of a talent, but he's a little erratic and I don't know if he fits with Fox. Um, So who knows? Could we get a trade? Once you start projecting trades, you're really sort of guessing. So uh, it's a fun night. It's a fun night. I feel like a lot of people, like I mentioned the other day, a lot of people haven't seen these players. It's a lot of one and done players. And this is increasingly the case with the draft. It's a lot of one and done players. It's a lot of international players. And, you know, unless you're really going out of your way, how many t- how many people have watched Jabari Smith? I mean, he played against UConn early in the year. Maybe you saw him there. He played a couple games in the tournament, but they were out before the Sweet 16. So unless you're really seeking out Auburn, unless you're really seeking out Jabari Smith, how many people have really seen him? You know, Holmgren was in the tournament for a little bit, but again, he's he was just a freshman. So he's in and out of college. These guys, you don't get to build up any opinion, any sort of relationship with these guys in terms of, oh, hey, I like this guy. I don't like this guy yet. You barely know these guys. It's like an apartment complex. I mean, they come in, they come out. It's like there's so much turnover with the college into the NBA that you don't get a feel for these guys. Sharp, who's going to be a top 10 pick, it looks like. Uh, He's over under seven and a half. He went to Kentucky and didn't even play. Uh, And again, it's a lot of international guys. So kills a little bit from the juice standpoint, but I'm excited for it. It's always a fun night. So that's the draft. Expect probably some chalk at the top. And the Nets don't have any picks. Knicks are picking 11th. Again, there's too many moving parts here to say who they would pick. AJ Griffin from Duke has been a guy that's been linked to them. Um, look, you, you need a player here. You need a you need a player. You need a an impact guy. So, um, swing for the fence if you're the Knicks. That's my only really opinion. I know it's not much of an insight. What I'm what I am against. What I will say firmly: you cannot trade this pick for a Malcolm Brogdon, some middling veteran to help you win three more games next year. and you know, win 43 games instead of 40 games or 40, you know, you get the point 41 instead of 38 and be an eight seed instead of a nine seed. That makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. You got to, you know, you need young players. You need young stars. You need, and there's no guarantee. Look, you could pick a guy 11th. He can be out of the league in three years, but you need to swing for the fences. You need to build uh, some young assets. So look, if somebody becomes available, somebody's upset in, in terms of a trade in terms of a superstar that you have the assets you know, that's how the Lakers got Anthony Davis. Yeah, he wanted to go there, but they had the equity. They had guys, you know, Russell and, um, you know, all- Lonzo Ball, Ingram. They picked number two in the draft three years in a row where, all right, this guy's unhappy. Well, we got a bunch of young players and a bunch of picks, so kind of keep your assets ready. Keep your ducks in a row where if somebody gets upset, you can pull the trigger on a trade. Dude, getting Malcolm Brogdon for topping in the 11th pick like it's been rumored that, you just you can't do. So that's the NBA. Looking forward to it. Uh, Mets are off today. Told you they'd have a rough time in Houston. Look, you go into Houston with the back end of your rotation. Carrasco and, and uh, Trevor Williams and Carrasco got bombed yesterday. It was four nothing before the national anthem was over. Uh, that's a tough spot. That's a tough, tough spot. You can get by, and Williams and Carrasco have done nice jobs this year. Carrasco's bounced back. Williams has given you more than you can ask for. He's kind of a swing starter. He really, you know, he wouldn't even be in the rotation. He might not even be on the team if all the pitchers were healthy. But he's done a nice job. But to go into Houston with Altuve and Bregman and Alvarez and try to survive that that's a that's a tough spot and uh, a rough couple days for the Mets Braves won last night so it is now a four and a half game lead Braves in action this afternoon against the Giants with a chance to cut it to four so keep kind of going back and forth here between the Mets all right they got some wiggle room all right we're looking at a pennant race Um, again they have 15 games head-to-head a lot of that will decide it schedule does get a little easier here let's get the Marlins they do have a couple more games with the Astros but starting July 1st it eases up with the Rangers the Reds, you get Scherzer back hopefully Sunday. So uh not not terrible for the Mets. Look, with all the time you've missed with Scherzer de Grom to still be in the position you're in, you got the World Series champs in your division. Uh, you're okay. You're in good shape. I think any Met fan, big picture here, even though they've lost three out of the last four, any Met fan, big picture. You know, end of June with all the injuries you've had, you have a four and a half game lead. You would have signed up for that in a second. So uh Mets still minus two twenty to win the division at Bet Rivers. No play for me. I've given the Mets out at better prices. I've given the bets out when they were, uh, the Braves out when they were at longer prices. Where it stands right now, um, I think it's properly priced and I, I wouldn't play it. Like I said, Mets are off today, Marlins tomorrow in this weird stretch where they play Marlins, Astros, Marlins, Astros all for 12 games. So kind of a weird stretch where you only play two teams here for like two weeks. Uh, speaking of the Astros, they enter the hive tonight to play the Yankees that place is going to be crazy because remember once they were accused of cheating and found to be cheating uh we had COVID so we we had no fans in the stands 2020 that was the first year after remember they were about to this right before COVID broke out really a couple weeks before they were you know sanctioned with the punishments and everyone was mad because they re- weren't really punished at all, to be honest, except for the manager and the GM and the owner got fined a half million bucks, whatever it was. So the Yankee fans, all the fans in baseball were out for blood. Well, you didn't get to experience it because the season didn't start till August. And when the season came back, um, you know, August was late July. There were no fans in the stands. So they played last year, 2021, and there were a few, stands in the, a few fans in the stands, remember, It was limited attendance. They played the Yankees early in the season. It was May. So Yankee fans haven't had the chance to sort of unload on Houston. That'll be a a vicious building tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Um, It is Tyone going for the Yankees here. Minus 125 at Bet Rivers. Uh, I like the Yankees. Tyone's been underrated. Um, And I've been on the Astros here the last couple days. I think I have a decent feel for the Astros. Tyone's been really underrated. And like I said, we don't really talk about home field advantage too much in baseball. That place is going to be insane tonight in Yankee Stadium. The Astros coming in. Um, the Yankees feel like they've been robbed of at least one, maybe two trips to the World Series, maybe a championship. You could say that's not fair because in 2017 the Yankees didn't hit in Houston, scored what three runs in four games. 2019 maybe because look Altuve, I don't care what anyone says, he was wearing a buzzer. You could tell he was wearing a buzzer. You know he's saying don't take my shirt off. You could see something in his shirt. So the Yankees feel robbed. I think they they somewhat justifiably feel robbed. And Yankee fans will be out for blood tonight. Like I said, Tyone versus Valdez. Total is eight at Bet Rivers. Yankees, small favorites. Um, I do like the Yankees. So Yankees win last night. Just a typical. This is what you like about the Yankee team. It's not just the record, it's the way they win. And even the night before, when they lost five to four, they always seem to fight back. You know, last year they get behind and they would just sort of die most of the time. This year, even when they lose, it's like they, you know, they lose by a run and the tying runs on third base. They're just always fighting back. And last night they got down. 3-0, 4-1, and usually a game like that, all right, you know what, we're due to hit a, a rough stretch here, leave the bases loaded in the 6th, leave the bases loaded in the 5th, all right, we feel like you missed your opportunity. Well, they come storming back in the 7th, Trevino hits a homer in the 8th, Holmes continues to be just lights out, dominant in the ninth. Uh, as the Yankees are just uh, running away with the division. Like I said, not going to be a lot to talk about this summer, other than you know the games day-to-day in terms of the bets, but big picture with the Yankees, it's going to come down to October, because... There is no division race. There is no division race. They're going to have the best record in the East. They're going to have the best record um in the American League, probably the best record in all of baseball. I wouldn't imagine anyone would catch them. I do think they'll hit a little bit of a, a low here, but at 51 and 18, a 739 winning percentage, they are 12 up on Toronto, uh 12 and a half up, 13 in the loss on Boston, 14 in the loss on Tampa. I mean, it's gone. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yankees are gone. Now it's a matter of, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. It's almost good for the Yankees to hit a little bit of a, a lull here so they don't go into the deadline thinking, all right, we don't need to make any moves because, like, I don't think they would trade for a catcher. Trevino's been really good, and you don't want to, you know, he's been, you don't want to upset the the pitching's been dominant. So you don't want to upset the chemistry between the catcher and the pitching staff and bring in a whole new catcher there. That they won't do. Maybe they bring in a corner outfielder and whoever's slumping between and, uh, Hicks and Gallo, who have both played a little better here the last month or so. He can fill in in case one of those guys slumps. You're not going to bring in two guys to replace him. I think you'll bring in one and sort of have four for three spots, that kind of scenario. I would like to replace kind of I am not a kind of Falefa fan. He gives you nothing on offense. His defense is overrated. It's okay, but it's not great. I know they're wait- They're kind of biding their time until these shortstops and the minors are ready. Maybe you could tra- play, uh, trade for a shortstop. you probably trade for a bullpen arm. But other than that, it's just uh, – it's just tinkering here with the back end of the roster and maybe finding a guy. I don't think the Yankees will be too aggressive. I would like, like I said, I'd like a better shortstop. I would like a corner outfielder. You know, Ben Attendee, I think would make sense. Another left-handed bat. We'll see how aggressive they are. I'm not getting my hopes up. It's just not their way. And I know p- plenty of people listening to saying, you know what, I'm glad they didn't sign Correa. But if you've noticed, Korea's had a monster year here uh, for, the, uh, for the Twins. Hit two home runs last night. He's just been great. And the thing about Correa, and I know nobody wanted him, nobody liked him. But you like winning, don't you? And he, he's just, he he went for no money. He went for a short deal and no money. And you could say he would have the, upset the chemistry. Maybe he would have, but that stuff, look, when these guys, once your teammates, I think that stuff sort of goes away, always forgiven. And I think, you know, once he hit a couple of three run homers for the Yankees, people, fans would have been like, you know what? This guy's not too bad. He's not too bad. Maybe not. Maybe people would say, you know what? He hits a home run and still, I still can't stand the guy. or – You know, if he didn't get off to a good start, people would have gotten on him very quickly. That aspect, I think, is fair. But uh, Correa, I think, was a missed opportunity because he's having a monster year for the Twins. He's a hell of a player. I can't stand him either. But uh, you don't want to come here in October, win 112 games, and say, you know, we were one player short. We just couldn't hit in the playoffs. We're too right handed. Even though Correa is right handed, he's still a monster bat. So, uh, not a lot to discuss with the Yankees long term. They are just, they continue to cruise. Minus 1,000 here to win a division. It was only like, what, 10 days ago. They were minus 300. So minus 1,000 now. You can forget the division. Still behind the Dodgers in terms of World Series odds. Dodgers are 4-1 to win the whole thing. And the Yankees plus 475. So Yankees in great shape. They play the Astros for four this weekend. That should be a lot of fun. That should be an intense environment. Boy, I wonder if anyone will get buzzed. I wonder if anyone will, you know, Tyone will throw it Altuve or one of these guys. You would think it's so long ago and you don't want to start a, a beanball war, especially with playing so well, you don't want somebody throwing at Judge and him getting hurt. So maybe you don't do that. Oh, that's another thing I should mention. Judge hits two homers last night. Let's go back to Wednesday. Otani hits two homers, eight RBIs. You think, oh, maybe he's making a run at the MVP, and he might well be. He's down a four to one here at Bet Rivers to win the award. Judge answers, he hits two homers. And, All right, Judge is in good shape. Not that you're going through this day to day, but you know it's something you're, we're we're conscious of, we're aware of because people you know have bets on this stuff, including including me. Otani last night, eight innings, 13 strikeouts. He's been brilliant on the mound his last three starts. Like I said, two homers uh, the other night. He's been hitting the ball well. He was off to a rough start, but boy, he's really come to life. So it might be an Otani-Judge two-team race. I was thinking, you know what? As long as Judge doesn't get hurt, he's in good shape to win this award. But the way Otani is swinging the bat and the way Otani is pitching, it's just it's hard to match what he does just because he's a two-way guy. Now Judge is a better hitter, but... Look, Otani's giving you uh, a lot on both sides of the plate, so starting to be a little Otani momentum. Again, the team is really bad. The Yankees team is really good. He Otani wanted over Guerrero last year, but remember Guerrero was on a fourth place team. So uh, a lot of moving parts should be an interesting race. I think Judge is still in good shape, but uh, this race is not over. But coming up next, uh, Ryan Rothstein We'll get into some draft stuff. We'll do a little Philadelphia City Cast, New York City Cast crossover, NBA draft, NBA futures, some MVP. That is next. This is the New York CityCast presented by BetRiver Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older? Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City Cast, River Sportsbook, crossover time. We got some baseball tonight. We got the NBA draft. The Avalanche, one win away from a final. Let's talk about uh, a little bit of everything with our buddy. It is Ryan Rothstein from the Philadelphia City Cast. Ryan, uh, draft tonight. I know you play some pickup hoops. What team are you expecting to call you, and, and what can you bring to one of these teams?
1: Well, listen, you know, I'm going to bring some toughness. I'm going to bring some some veteran leadership. Um, You know, some corner threes will be missed, but effort's going to be there. So I'm hoping, you know, late first, early second round, uh, I'll get that call I've been waiting for.
0: Would you be one of these guys, if you're in the NBA, would you be one of these guys like Morant, like that's just constantly talking on Twitter after you lose? Like some of these guys, like they have just no self-awareness. Like everyone loves Morant as a player and it seems like a good story and like a decent kid, but... My goodness, he's sitting here talking about the Warriors. Like, dude, you lost to the Warriors. First of all, you got hurt. Then you lost, and then they go on to win it all, and then you, you're the one talking smack. I don't know. It's, I feel <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I feel old win. saying this, but I feel like it's a different generation.
1: It is, it is. I mean, the only thing that I hope, I, I don't think they're they're smart enough. Not not that I even like know you know what's in their head, but I look at it as like promoting a boxing fight. Yeah, right. Like, but I, I genuinely don't think they are doing that, (laughs) like, to your point. I just think they're being, you know, they're they're just being an idiot, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, but they're indirectly promoting it, right? Yeah,
0: I think – no, no, it's a good point. I mean, the season's over, so, I mean, I guess, you know, next year when they play, um, you know, it'll be something to keep an eye on. So, uh, boy, Memphis talks a lot. But we should start with the draft and what has been – we're recording this Thursday morning. Went to bed last night. I was about to go to bed. And Woj had clipped out – or Woj had said on one of the shows – it's going to be Jabari, then Chet, then Paolo pretty much. He said it with you know in, in, in terms of some certainty where you know he spoke about it in the past tense. If you listen to the clip, you know he's saying it without saying it. Um, then there's a huge move on Bonchero. So Jabari's minus 600. Bonchero swings to being minus 200 himself and it looks like he's going to be the pick and now Woj just tweeted out this morning that it's know, let me see the tweet here. It's in, increasingly firm that Jabari's going to go to Orlando at 1, like we originally thought, Chet 2 to OKC, and then Palo 3rd. So uh, what do you make of all this?
1: All right, It's absolutely crazy. I, I mean, I don't even understand. Like, the interesting part now, too, with, with these NBA draft picks, especially, the obviously, the top 5, even really the top 10 to 15, it's like if you have a top 5 pick let's say, obviously, in this year's draft, you're really drafting for, like, 2026, right? Right, because these kids, like, Chet, when is he realistically going to be ready to go, like, a legitimate NBA player? Three, yeah, he, four, would need, he would need years. a couple
0: years. And that's why I think he's a perfect fit for Oklahoma City. Because Oklahoma City, they're going to keep keep, you know, they're doing the process, but just with better PR and more picks, and they're not going to fold because yes. Presty's got a little more equity built up. But um and what plays into this too, I don't know if you've seen this kid from France that's going to be in the draft next year, who everyone just raves about. Webayama, I think is his name. Everyone said this kid is just a lights out talent, seven three skill, just like a once in a generation sort of talent. So I think some of these teams say, you know what? If you don't help me win any games this year, that works out just fine. I'll just uh, keep stockpiling my picks, keep stockpiling my assets. Maybe if Holmgren's good in two, three years, that uh, that works out perfectly.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, from from the betting angle for tonight, though, like, do you have anything that you're that you were going to play, and now because of this movement? Are you looking at it differently? Or are you just staying away? I mean, what's your what's your thought process here?
0: It's hard now. I mean, it's such an information game, and I don't know about you, but the draft kind of snuck up on me with me too. the Rangers making a run in the in the playoffs, the M- Yankees and Mets doing well, the NBA Finals just ended. For some reason, to me, the NBA, I look, woke up a couple of days, and I'm like, wow, the draft is Thursday. Like, there was no lead-up. With the NFL draft, feels like you get weeks, months of oh yeah. lead-up, mock drafts, combines, it's its whole new cycle. NBA draft, there was no news cycle. At least, you know, with the the media I consume and the things I'm paying attention to. Of course, the NFL draft cycle, you got February, you got March, when not a lot's going on. Uh, the NBA draft cycle, it's different because there's so much sports going on. So, nothing crazy. I did play Duran over ten and a half, the kid from Memphis. I played uh, Williams from Santa Clara to go to the Cavs at like twelve. Just small stuff. I don't feel like I have an edge or really a whole lot of insight to be honest. So, yeah, uh, boy, you could have made some good money though on this number one pick. If you just time it right, you could have both these guys plus three or 400. Well, I guess Smith never got to plus three or 400, but boy, there's, uh, yeah, it's there's crazy. been some wild swings here in terms of these odds.
1: You know, the one thing that I do know, and you know, it's can't really bet on it too much here, but, um, I, I feel pretty confident the 76ers will not be making a, a pick in the, in the first round. That's, you know, not really a huge statement, but um, it, it's certainly looking like Daryl Morey, D Money, is going to be looking to trade trade that twenty third overall pick uh, anyway and every way he can. It's just going to be a little bit intriguing to see what they get for it, but it's not going to be. Is that a hot that
0: commodity? I mean, what I know you're going to have to package that with something. What, what are you going to package that with? What do you even have that's appealing? Tyble, um Nothing. Harris is, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you,
1: really. No, I mean, in all seriousness, they have Thiebel, they have Danny Green. They have Korkmaz. Um That's really well, David it.
0: Green's out for the year.
1: Yeah, but they're. It's reported they're still trying to trade him. So, <laughs> Daryl Morey yeah. trying to trade someone that's going to be in street clothes. It's pretty impressive. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Like I heard um, Eric Gordon. So maybe like Thybul in the twenty third for Eric Gordon. I mean, is that really moving anyone's needle? Not really.
0: Well, they could use his shooting. They can I mean, think you they would can. think Gordon would command more than that, but look, uh, Grant went for n- not a lot yesterday. Jeremy Grant, I don't know if you f- you follow that trade. Yeah, like he went for a, a two thousand twenty-five Milwaukee pick, which you're still gonna have Giannis. That's two or three years down the road here, three years from now, in a late first round or three years from. now. I guess they were just desperate to to clear the clear the cap. Um, I mean, can you get rid of Harris's money? I think. Harris, you know, we mentioned that these guys like to talk a lot. Harris is a guy, he's kind of quiet and he's sort of, uh, you know, he he blends in. He's not a controversial player. I think he gets away with how bad his contract is. Not that it's his fault, but maybe not in Philly, but just from a national picture, nobody realizes or or not a lot of people talk about just how bad that contract, what an awful contract that is. It's
1: atrocious. I mean, he gets paid like he's a top 10 player, top five player. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was – it was even worse. I mean, it's still bad now, but at least there's only two years left on it. Like a couple of years ago in the bubble, he was like the third highest player in the playoffs. It was embarrassing until they got swept. But um, yeah, that that contract's a bear to move. Now you just say, all right, there's only a couple of years left. Maybe that makes it a little bit easier. But you're right. I mean, it's it's tough right now for for Daryl Morey. You mentioned the Grant trade. I, I I had my eye on him, and that was a, a name that you know, people in in the Philadelphia area brought up as a potential reunion because he was a 76er at one point. I like his style. He's like a 3 and D type of player, but it's going to be interesting what more he's going to be able to do.
0: What's your level of interest just from a fan standpoint in terms of this draft? Because mine, I don't know. I, I feel like I love the draft, but I feel like, um, one issue is we don't see these guys a lot. It's a lot of international players. It's a lot of these one-and-done kids. The kid sharp, didn't even play this year. Some of these guys, I'm going through the odds of the over-under and you know, what what position. It's like this kid's so on. A lot of these kids I'm just very unfamiliar with. and If I haven't seen them much, I can't imagine the average fan has seen these guys play a whole lot.
1: No, I, I listen, man, I think it's a good question because, you know, quite honestly, like outside of Chet, um, there's only a handful of guys that I think most people are going to be familiar with it, even I'm familiar with And I also think this is just a weak draft, right? Like, you look at the players that decided to come out, you look at college basketball last year, there really wasn't that long list of stars or that group of stars where you're like, man, you know, next year's draft is just going to be, or this upcoming draft is going to be loaded. It just never really felt that way, Um, and, and I think we're seeing that. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is on a lot of people's radar. Because, as you said, if it's sneaking up on me and you a little bit, which it has, I mean, for, for Philly and Sixers fans, maybe not because just the the buzz of this off season, but it's really only with the focus of the 23rd overall pick. It's not like people in Philly are talking about the top, you know, Chet Holmgren and, you know, Wendell Moore and uh, Jabari Parker. So, yeah, to your point, I, I think it's, um, I feel like they should move it. I don't know if that would help or hurt them. What to give it
0: a little more to give it a little more hype? Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah. Or is yeah. it just a weak draft? Right? It could just be a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, and I don't even know if it's a weak draft. You might be right. Like I don't. I'm not one of the. I haven't followed that aspect of it. I think Powell could be a good player. Like I don't really know to be honest. Um, I think what hurts it is the teams at the top. Like there's no juice. Like if the Knicks had the first pick. People would True. be into it if it was like the Bulls, if it was a marquee franchise. The fact that it's the Magic, I mean, there's no more obscure franchise in the right. league than the Magic. Oklahoma City's a small market. They don't have a lot of juice. Even Houston picking third. So I think maybe that plays into it too. The fact that, you know, you don't have major markets, major teams. It's not like any of these guys is going to be paired up with another star i mean maybe green for houston's gonna be good i mean uh you know gilgis alexander alexander on okc is pretty good yeah um but maybe maybe the markets and the teams that have the picks is kind of killing the juice of it too
1: yeah no i think that's a good point um you know it's it's gonna be interesting though i mean I'll, i'll definitely have it tuned in
0: have you looked at we can bring pull up the bet river's odds here for next year's nba title not a lot jumped out at me i can read them off to you i don't know if you're familiar with them Um, The Warriors still the favorite, right around plus four fifty. As I'm pulling this up here, did anything um, jump out to you in terms of the futures? Warriors are, let's see, just Um, right here. Warriors are plus four fifty to repeat. As my app is. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I I remember tweeting them out the day after the Warriors won.
0: Warriors plus four fifty, Celtics plus six fifty, Nets and Bucks are seven to one. Clippers are also seven to one. Miami's down at ten to one. Phoenix is also ten to one. Dallas twelve to one. Your Sixers are fourteen to one. Nuggets are fourteen to one. That's the one seem to people seem to like. Memphis sixteen to one. They could make a jump, but that's I don't know. That's not a great price. No. Lakers eighteen to one. They would probably need to add a player, but you know you get LeBron and AD at eighteen to one. That's awful, but I don't love it. Uh, Pelicans forty to one. Then there's a drop off. Utah fifty to one. Toronto fifty to one. Bulls sixty to one. If you had to make a bet, if I give you hundred bucks and said you had to bet it, which one? Uh, which one are you going to sprinkle a few bucks on? I like
1: Dallas. Um, I, I've just always been a fan of Luca and Dallas, and what they're at ten to one, right?
0: Yes. I'm trying to pull yeah, it off here, twelve to one.
1: Twelve to one. I like Dallas. Um, the Nets. I mean, come on. The Nets should oh not God, be that. Oh my God! Never high. stops.
0: Same thing as last year. It never stops. It just, they just get catapulted to the favorite basically on, on nothing. Last year they were like fighting to get into the play, and and they're like oh, still plus six hundred favorites. It made no sense. I totally agree with you.
1: Yeah, and it's like well, this Kyrie story now. So how are they, how are they up at the top? I mean, it doesn't seem like Kyrie and KD are going to be uh, you know high fiving each other here in the same uniform when it comes to the basketball season. And obviously the Kyrie chip is a huge chip that's going to potentially fall. Uh, And impact, you know, this entire odds boards here. I mean, obviously the Lakers is going to get all the play as far as the narrative uh, day to day. But I don't see Kyrie going to the Lakers.
0: Yeah. um, No, you're right. It's uh, and the Clippers have a lot of talent, but I'm at the point with the Clippers sort of like the Nets where I got to see it like Kawhi hasn't played in a while. Let's, he, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to be himself when he is healthy. So that's a real leap of faith. Like, I understand the talent there with the Clippers. And they had a nice year, even without Kawhi the whole year. Without Paul George for a lot of the year, they still, you know, won a bunch of games. Uh, I think that coach is good. I think Lou's a good coach. But 7-1 to one with all their injury history, I don't yeah. know about that. I Kawhi gets not. off
1: the hook, man. Yeah, he does. He gets off the hook. No one talks about him. No one talks bad about him. And it's always... You know, the Clippers, the Clippers, Kawhi, Kawhi. And it's like, dude, the dude hasn't played.
0: I know. Well, the thing is, he's won titles and he's quiet, so people leave him alone.
1: Exactly. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to make this a a crushing Kawhi party.
0: Boy, he's a great player when he plays, but you're 100% right.
1: Oh, he's unbelievable. I mean, he's unbelievable, but I want to see him. I feel like I haven't seen him since Toronto.
0: I know, even some of those. Spe- it feels like we've seen him like once over the last five years because he was there with Toronto. Yeah, and I guess he was there with the bubble and into the playoffs last year when he got hurt. But he had a couple of those years with the Spurs where he barely played. And now with the yeah. Clippers, he's barely played. It's like two out of the last five years he's, he hasn't played. He's like an assassin. He comes in with Toronto, wins the <laughs> title, and then he goes off missing for another three years. Right.
1: Yeah, he just gets, um, he just like comes down through like a. Uh... Whatever a, a pulley system so jumps through yes. the roof, swoops in, takes the Larry O'Brien, and he disappears for four years. So it's it's pretty amazing.
0: I guess we can how about MVP? Bet Rivers has MVP odds. Luca four to one. Giannis five to one, and Bead is six to one. Jokic ten to one. Tatum is ten to one. Morant's twelve to one. Durant uh Morant and Durant are twelve to one. So not only do they rhyme, but they have the same odds. That could be a little confusing. Steph is fourteen to one, Booker twenty-to-one. Trey Young, 25 to 1. I don't know about that. Kawhi, who we just talked about, 25 to 1. LeBron, 25 to 1. Uh, could you get him with the age narrative? I mean, I don't know if he has one more you know, good season than him. 25 to 1's interesting. Butler is 60 to 1. Anthony Davis, 50 to 1. Um, Zion, 60 to 1. Mitchell, 80 to 1. Anything jump out of you out of those?
1: Um I would probably say Morant at 12 to 1. And then...
0: How about Durant? Durant's not terrible, 12 to 1.
1: Yeah, I would say Morant, Durant, and Embiid. Because you got to go with the narrative. I mean, Embiid's due to win this thing. Yeah, you know, they right. just screwed him twice. Um, You know, as long as Jokic, I guess, doesn't have another amazing year. <laughs> but, um, you know, I in all seriousness, it is narrative-driven. So I think if Embiid has his type of year i think he can get it and you're getting a decent price at six to one if not in bead. uh morant is certainly next up on the on the writers list and voters list i think after the playoffs that he had and durant's always a good pick so yeah i think those are three really good options
0: curry 14 to 1 not terrible right
1: no i mean 14 to 1 with curry that's never a bad move right but um i guess he could get it I guess he could get it. I don't know if winning the title, as crazy as this may sound to some, but winning the title could actually negatively impact that narrative for him uh, heading into this this upcoming season. And they could go on cruise control a little bit, too.
0: Yeah, but I guess you could make the case for him. They they absolutely could go on cruise control. But remember, they got the young guys coming up with Moody, Kamingo. Maybe you get something out of Wiseman. Could it be like one more? Because I thought he got a lot of crap for never winning a Finals MVP. Now people sort of love him again and realize how great he is. So could he get one more little? Hey, this is your last MVP, sort of a farewell MVP because he's probably not going to win it two, three years down the road. He'd still be a, a great player. Sure. Maybe he gets one more. Fourteen to one is interesting. LeBron twenty-five to one probably doesn't have a lot, enough left. Probably. And, no. and again, he's been hurt three of the four years with the Lakers. But twenty-five to one on LeBron. Without Booker. Yeah, not terrible. I worry I mean, about why, the Suns why team. The do way we all, that
1: we'll all gloss over him, myself included.
0: Yeah, I just don't know if he's on the level with these other guys. He's a really good player, but I don't know that he's on the on the level with these other players. But in the way they lost to Dallas, I don't know how that affects the team. That still I still can't get over how strange that was. I mean, to come in your own building, they dominated that series at home. They won 70 games when you include the playoffs in the regular season. They, and they didn't play well in Dallas, but they were killing Dallas those games in Phoenix. And they came out and they were down 55 in a game seven at home. I mean, that's still one of the stranger things. I guess a bunch of them had COVID, but boy, that was a bizarre, bizarre finish. And it really robbed us because Suns Warriors would have been a great conference finals. Those are oh, the yeah. two best teams in the West all year and we never got to see it.
1: My now, No, that would have been, that would have been uh, legendary. Do we have any um, NFL that we want to squeeze in here before we get out of here?
0: Watson's not playing right. You can fade them and maybe take the Ravens to win a division. That's one I've been giving out on Veasan two to one to win a division. Yeah, I some love of that. these cases have been settled, so maybe he plays the end of year. I don't know from a, a perception standpoint with Trevor Bauer getting a two year suspension. I don't know how uh, Watson plays this year. I, I just don't. Um, okay. Yeah, so I how guess you could take the play. Ravens two to one to win the division, and you could take the Bengals to make the playoffs. Steelers probably aren't winning it with Pickett and Trubisky. Browns aren't winning it with you know Jacoby Brissett they wouldn't trade I wouldn't think they would trade for another quarterback with all the assets they gave for Watson I guess they'll just take their lumps for a year I I don't think Baker will be back there so fading the Browns any way possible is uh one I've been looking at and you could still get Carolina plus three in week one in Carolina against the Browns so it'll be here before you know it we're like a month away from the Hall of Fame game so it feels far away but it's not that we're not that far away from fantasy drafts you know futures bets it's uh it's right around the corner man
1: it is. I, you did bring up the Steelers. I do want to say I like over seven and a half.
0: Hey, I mean, I can't argue with you. Tomlin wins every you know eight games every year. It feels like he put me and you at quarterback, and he's going to win eight games. Remember that year he had Duck Hodges at quarterback and he I, still won eight games? Like, he's he's not great in the game management, the clock, things like that. But, boy, he gets his team to compete and play hard. No, yeah. figure one just, of these years he's going to come up short. But, hey, you, you, you can't really – you're not going broke betting against Mike Tomlin. Dude, going they, have, they have nine and
1: eight written all over him.
0: Yeah. Tough division, though. Tough division. The AFC, here's the one caveat, and I don't disagree. Like I said, you can't go wrong betting against Tomlin, betting with Tomlin. The AFC is just a gauntlet, man. That AFC is brutal. Every time you turn around, it's a great quarterback. And even a team that I don't think is very good like Miami, it's like, all right, you still got a decent defense, and you got Waddle, and you got Tyreek Hill, and that's not even a good team. And, like, the Patriots, who nobody really considers the contender, it's like, hey, that team was the one seed in the AFC pretty deep last year, max a year older. They didn't do a lot in the offseason, but – that might be like the ninth or tenth best team in the AFC, and they're coached by Belichick. It's just, it's an embarrassment of riches there in the AFC. It's crazy. Much better off being in the NFC. I can't wait. Getting excited.
1: It's going to be awesome. I can't wait.
0: All right, right. This was fun. This was short and sweet. Uh, enjoy the draft. We'll do this again soon. Philadelphia City Cast, New York City Cast. What else? Uh, what else you got?
1: Yeah. No, that's it, man. I mean, we didn't even talk baseball. So you know, maybe in a week or two when we circle back, we'll uh, we'll get back into the baseball uh side of things see where the fills are see where the mets are
0: yeah that's, that's the thing about baseball we got plenty of season left every time so you look up and it's like oh man so many games so many so many games <laughs> Ryan, appreciate it man this was fun take care
1: yeah all right brother
0: all right thank you guys for listening thank you to ryan Rostin. don't forget to rate review subscribe we could use a little action here on the uh on the apple reviews Spotify reviews anything you can do to help promote the show leave us a review leave us a rating uh it would be greatly appreciated but that is all. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the draft. Enjoy the baseball. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.